0: Your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. I am coming off of a weekend of mini adventures and really spontaneous experiences. We spent Friday night, it was kind of funny, we were loafing around until about 6.30 and I was like, let's go do something. We've been home too much. And we ended up doing a Friday night Christmas lights tour and kind of a fun learning experience. I had taken a bunch of screenshots of the local tour of lights with a bunch of addresses and, you know, I never really had a good solution. And finally, I was like, I bet I could just save these in my maps. And I created a Google guide in which I didn't know I was creating that, but I created a little map in my phone and I was like, oh, this is gonna come in so handy. So if you've never created a Google guide, it's kind of an easy way to, I'm, I'm thinking for an upcoming road trip that I'll start pinning some spots along the way so I have them already in my phone. I don't have to be looking up them while we're driving. So I was like, oh, this is a fun little learning experience. It was an easy way to take the addresses that I had screenshot and get them into a route we managed on the process to explore a new brown sign. I'm going to link to episode 41 if you don't know what I'm talking about, the adventure potential of brown signs. But this brown sign in the local community that we were in was hosting a festival of lights. And with a small donation, we could walk through these Christmas lights. There was a campfire. There was a tunnel of lights that you could walk through. And then they also were selling the best caramel apple cider I've ever had in my life. And the whole thing was really fun. We got there later in the evening. It ended, I think, at like nine. So we probably got there around 8.30. There was nobody there. We had the entire park to ourselves. And it's still pretty early in the season. It's one of my untourism tricks is to beat the crowds and try to go to places when people might not be there yet. So that was really fun, too, to really have the whole place. It reminded me when the kids were little, I we would do the Polar Express experience where you get in your pajamas, you get hot chocolate, you give them their golden ticket. And we'd done both the train version at the local railroad museum and then we've also just kind of made up our own version of it. So it was just really fun. It was a little bit nostalgic. My youngest has never done or doesn't remember doing that. So for us, it was kind of a new experience for him. And for the older two, it was kind of a nod to look back at what we used to do. And I'm pretty sure we got to see where Clark Griswold lives. There was a house that literally... The roof, the siding, everything was covered in strands of lights. It was really fun. We saw a lot of synchronized. It must be like a kit that you can buy this year because there were quite a few of them that were really similar. We like the old fashioned where the light strands are actually individual strands as opposed to like an LED projection. And yeah, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Finally, though, Saturday, we did, you know, like a really extravagant thing called grocery shopping. (laughs) just kidding. That's the ordinary side of this podcast. And the kids had their piano recitals. And it was so funny because we were all dressed up. We're not usually Saturday night sitting around in our dress up clothes. So we're like, Oh, let's take some pictures. And then we decided to make Christmas cookies at eight o'clock at night and watch TSO Trans-Siberian Orchestra on YouTube and stream it. And it was, it was so fun just to lounge around and again, unplanned, spontaneous. And then we slept in and guess what? we woke up to snow on Sunday, and it was the magical snow. It was the fluffy, glittery, kind of not blowing in your face, freezing cold snow. It was 30 degrees, gorgeous. So the kids played outside, and and I was just kind of having one of those hmm moments of, this is so exciting. It's so fun to see them off adventuring. And it kind of hit me that, shoot, I'm sitting in the cheap seats watching my kids play in the arena. So we ended the weekend and and it was kind of one of those good things for me to notice early in the day. We made homemade Christmas ornaments and it started snowing again. And I was like, this is your opportunity, Heidi. <laughs> we have been trying really hard and the kids have been doing amazing, but we've been trying really hard to spend two hours outside every day, having playtime outside. And We're noticing an amazing impact on their social and emotional health. I've been reading a lot about it, and I'm pretty excited about it. So we decided when it started snowing, I'm like, you know what? We're going to go back outside as a family, and we're going to take a cross-country ski trail through the woods. And we spent our two hours of fresh air getting the cold weather into our lungs. But it was just, it was so nice to just get outside to explore and to get off the cheap seats and back into the arena. And that really led me to this episode. The theme for this episode today is, are you in the arena or are you sitting in the cheap seats? One of the pivotal moments for me in parenting and in my adventure journey was listening to Brene Brown on a podcast. She had shared Her discovery of the Teddy Roosevelt quote, The Man in the Arena, and how it actually ended up leading her to write Daring Greatly, one of her books. And just a little backdrop on the quote. We had spent some time this summer at Teddy Roosevelt National Park, and I kind of became enamored with Teddy Roosevelt. So I'm just going to give you a little of the backstory because I think it's an interesting quote to begin with. And I always love to know the origin story behind it. Teddy Roosevelt, this is 1910 when this quote came out. He was traveling around the world and he was in Paris giving a speech called The Citizenship in a Republic. In particular, he was trying to address citizenship and call out how loud the voices of cynicism can be in dissuading Just many people from doing great things and the negative impacts of that. So, I have a link just to a source on some of the information in the history of this quote, but if you aren't familiar, I'm going to read it to you. The quote states It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I remember hearing this recited on the podcast. I was driving home from work and it made me pause. And I went, oh crap. <laughs> I had been living a life on drift. And I realized when I was listening to this quote and hearing the impact it had on Brene Brown, I'm like, ah, oh, schnikes. I'm not in the arena. I'm one of those cold and timid souls that's sitting in the cheap seats, that's watching what's happening in the arena and scared to enter. It's so easy to listen to the cheap seats. It's easier to listen to the worries and the fear, this concern and need for safety and stability. It's those things that I was listening to and it was keeping me in the cheap seats And it seemed like all that was happening in the cheap seats as people were talking and dreaming. The doers of deeds are in the arena getting dirty. And so as I've traversed, you know, many years now as a parent, 11 to be exact, those who are willing to take the adventurous path were willing to take risks. But when you do that, it can feel really lonely. And the voices of the critics are loud, the doubters. I say this with love, too, because Many of my friends and family do it with love. They're coming from a place of love, but it's not the voice that I need to hear. It feels critical. So when I sat out on this podcast, I had this intention. I wanted to find others who were ahead of me on this trail and others who were willing to show up in the arena or who had already been in the arena to share triumphs and failures while daring greatly. And I've participated in a number of parenting groups. I've joined masterminds. I've signed up for online courses. I've intentionally reached out to collect gurus and collect people with technical skills and diverse experiences, but by and large, the adventuring parent arena still feels pretty lonely. And there's quite a few eager but timid souls sitting in the seats just waiting and watching, hoping that someone's gonna take the first step. So there's a chapter in my upcoming book about building and creating an adventure tribe, or A Circle of Trusted Adventure Advisors, which was inspired by Pat Flynn and then reinforced by John Lee Dumas. If you're familiar with either of their work, Pat was the one that really suggested when he was launching his business, he needed a different trusted circle of advisors that were not merely friends, but rather skilled advisor that he trusted, much like his financial advisor or legal counsel who had a vested interest in his personal and professional goals. People who could test him, but in a way that still came from a caring heart. People who were willing to connect with him, share honest feedback, not just try to make him feel good, but actually be interested in him improving and getting better. And the other advice I took from John Lee Dumas was to find a mentor who is one year ahead of where you want to be and invest in them. Learn from them. Do whatever you can to get access to their content. Surround yourself with people who have more experience with you. And I think it might have even been Shane Sams from The Flip Lifestyle who said, your goal is to be the dumbest person in the room and just go soak up and learn from others, which... I digress. I'm having like a Hamilton moment, like the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. Okay, I don't typically sing. So what this is making me think of, though, is this weekend when I was having this moment of, shoot, am I in the arena? It also got me thinking about who's in my adventure tribe? Who am I cultivating? Who am I reaching out to? Who else might I be offering support to as well? So it gets me thinking about, When we're embarking on big, hairy, audacious adventure goals, bold and brave, and some of those big things that I know so many of you are working towards, it's tricky, right? These are hairy things. When I encounter a problem, I either A, find a solution, B, create a solution, or C, let the problem go. And that might seem really simple, (laughs) except my bold and adventurous goals I'm not really willing to let them go yet. We are embarking on some pretty audacious things in 2022, and I'm really excited about them. And I've yet to find a solution after years and years of searching, of, you know, trying to find this community that's designed for adventure parents or just adventurous lifestyle design. So I think that's leading me to answer B, which is to create a solution, You know, I don't want to go to a place where people just talk about their dreams and goals. I want to go to a place and connect with people who are getting marred with dust and blood and taking action. I don't really want a bloody battle, by the way. Sorry, that was just a figurative speech. People who are spending their time and energy on worthy cause trying to design the life that they want to live. And I found a few families who do this well. And I want to bring them to the community to do deep dives and masterminds so that we can interact and bring their experiences and lessons learned to the arena where we don't merely just have to sit in the cheap seats and have a conversation. You know, I think back to my teaching days. We called those in-service days the sit and get days. I don't want to sit and get experience. I don't want to sit and listen to what everybody else is doing and figure it out for myself. I want to get in the arena with all of you and interact and help solve problems and talk about things like, what are you doing about health insurance? And how are you funding this? And what are you doing for work? And where are you going? How are you planning your itineraries? It just, I mean, there's so many things that when you get in the arena, you get to put on a different suit of armor. You get to get dirty. You fall down. You go forward with great enthusiasm knowing that there's 20 other adventurous parents in the arena with you. So I want to bring you The members of my trusted advisor circle who have helped me through the mindset and the money and setting expectations, working through self-doubt and fear, while also helping you build yours in the process. I want the arena to not only inspire you, but support you and help keep you accountable as well. And I have heard from so many, not only from my Everyday Adventure Challenge cohorts, which is focused on simplicity and, you know, just kind of getting in the practice, That there's also this idea of so many of you working on lifestyle design, having really big, bold ideas, and that they just need more depth, more planning support, more insights. You know, if they had someone to really help them predict or navigate what the black swan events will be, like what haven't they thought about that they need to be thinking about? Some examples of in the arena experiences that I know within the ordinary Sherpa community because I've talked with so many of you and I've met with you. Here are just some examples and just to give you some insights of what is happening within this community. One is take a six week vacation in the summer. It's the longest vacation this family would ever take. Take a slow travel road trip in an RV around North America. Hike the Patagonia Trail. Take a mini retirement or a gap year. Take a luxury trip using only travel rewards. Rent out their house and be location independent. Write a book. Launch a blog or podcast brand. Live on a sailboat. Start a homestead. Attain dual citizenship. These are pretty bold, audacious goals. And they're not necessarily hard, right? People have done these things. It's not like you're going to be the first. The point is not about being the first or the best. The point is, this is an audacious goal for your family. And it's so easy to sit in the cheap seats and think, gosh, I wish I could do that. And I'm telling you, all of these lifestyle experiences can be achieved within the next six to 12 months. And actually, none of these are mine, (laughs) just so you know. But we have a pretty bold family adventure goal for 2022. And it's the kind that has me both scared and excited at the same time. And I just know that having a tribe of advisors, of curious supporters, willing to embark on bold and brave, just feels so good. So here's the official announcement of something that is coming within Ordinary Sherpa is the In the Arena Mastermind and the Family Adventure Tribe community. So they're kind of a two-pronged piece. They're different tiers I'm not going to go into detail. I'm keeping it a closed group with about 20 to 30 people max so that you can build the relationships and build the trust. So while we we test this model and bring it to the ordinary Sherpa community, it will officially launch in January. So I'm just doing a pre-launch. I know a lot of people don't necessarily listen to my podcast the week they come out. So I want to give you some time to think about it. If you are interested, intrigued, or simply just want to know more about it, I have created a wait list. So this is just going to be targeted information where I will send you the application if you want. We can go deeper in conversation. If you head to ordinarysherpacom backslash arena, And maybe you just want to think about it, right? This is not necessarily, I'm planting a seed here. This is just a test of how can we help support. The idea all along has developed a community, has been to support you in reaching your adventure goals and dreams. And as a family, that gets really tricky. And I know we're at all different places and spaces. I wanted to treat this experience like an adventure lifestyle mastermind to help you achieve your lifestyle and adventure family goals in 2022. I'm going to digress a little bit. And I just get really excited every time we talk about this arena thing. I've been thinking about it for a while. And it's not just about the service offering. I want you to actually think about where does the arena exist? It can be whatever you want. And and sometimes simple things like the thing I experienced this weekend of me sitting inside watching my kids play outside was me sitting in the cheap seats. Sitting in the house is an option, you know, and I think I'm not trying to guilt anyone who wants to sit in the house, because let me tell you, that was also a really refreshing experience. (laughs) But outside, playtime, it's critical for every human being, not just kids. And I want you to notice, where are you sitting in the cheap seats? And when are you in the arena getting dirty? Because regardless if the result is victory or failure, at least you're taking a step towards action. So with that, I have six key takeaways from this episode. Number one, brown signs are not merely locations for three seasons. Explore what simple opportunities might exist at a nearby brown sign, regardless of the temperatures outside. Number two, life is a sequence of unpredictable events that either can become moments that pass us by or experiences to take hold of. Are you more likely to sit in the cheap seats watching others enjoy the adventure Or are you willing to get in the arena and do the things? Number three, what feels bold and brave for you in 2022? Was your adventure goal listed? There's many in the ordinary Sherpa community embarking on bold and brave, uncomfortable new experiences. You might want to join them. Number four, finding an adventure advisor circle or tribe who can inspire and challenge you to work towards your adventure family goals are hard to find. Friends and family might not be the right members for those seats. Number five, who's one year ahead of you on the journey? There's no reason to start from scratch or create something new. Try to identify those you admire or those who you think are living the lifestyle that you want. Step one is identifying who they are. Step two is building a relationship, finding a way to get closer, become an expert in their content. Number six, Embarking on a bold and brave adventure can feel lonely and include many simultaneous feelings. If you want to join a community of other adventurous families designing and achieving adventure and lifestyle goals, you might want to join the list and stay in the loop on the In The Arena Mastermind and Adventure Tribe experience. To join the waiting list or to get additional information, head over to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash arena, again, OrdinarySherpa.com backslash arena, A-R-E-N-A. Number seven, try to notice every single day. Are you in the arena today or are you sitting in the cheap seats? You don't need to be in the arena 24 seven, but challenging yourself to think, what are the triggers for me today? One of the things we've noticed in the last three months is that natural sunlight, fresh air and outdoor play have dramatic impacts on every human being's well-being in our family. Adventure and outdoor play isn't something just for the kids. I hope I get to see your seven-year-old version of you adventuring this week. And if you think of it, grab a picture, post it on Instagram and tag Ordinary Sherpa if you think of it. Maybe this episode inspires you to take a step in the arena and know what matters is not likely the outcome, but the fact that you are actually in the arena. Until next time, we're over here rooting you on. I can't wait to see and hear what little adventures you're doing and what bold and brave experiences you are designing for 2022. Keep that adventurous and festive spirit. We'll talk to you next week. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us.